Hey, it's Gilbert Gottfried, and we hope you guys got a kick out of part one of our live, amazing, colossal sixth anniversary show with Richard Kind and Mary Lou Henna, as well as some surprise guests on video. Here's part two, featuring the one and only Mario Cantone, the brilliant Paul Schaefer, and even more surprise guests who stop in to wish us well. Enjoy. Gil, wait. <laughs> Is that the sheep wrangling you're talking about, Richard? I have a surprise guest. Oh. Before you read that card, people love a surprise. Did you hear that gasp? <laughs> Not billed, not on the poster. He's been on the podcast. He's a friend. He's an Emmy-winning writer. He is a Tony-winning composer of the hit Broadway shows The Full Monty and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Tootsie and The Band's Visit, which was sensational. Our guest from episode 23, where is he? The great David Yazbek. There he is. They just played the theme song from Carmen Sandiego, which is the thing I'm I don't know why I'm sitting here. I'm just going to come and sing a song. But let me just... Okay. Can I just say something? Schmooze for a few minutes. I can remember Forrest Tucker's gigantic (laughs) cock. I wanted to alert everyone here to... And remind you as a public service to request some Tupperware, some uh, doggy bags, because Richard Kind is going to take all of the leftovers home. If Gilbert And uh, Gilbert will take the rest of, yeah, rest of it. That was it. That's how I was going to end the joke. The other joke I was going to tell, which I have not crafted yet, has something to do with the Jerry Colonna virus. <laughs> no, no other audience but yours would get that. I think. Can, can you do Jerry Colonna briefly? <laughs> Just... Disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> it's spreading. It's a possibility. <laughs> that's it. That's right. Who the hell remembers Jerry Colonna? No, it just, or anyone from Richard's song? No. This no. audience. Pre- prematurely old Jews, basically. Richard, Richard. <laughs> and, and some who are not prematurely old. I'm sitting at a table full of uh, correctly old Jews. Um, so I'm going to go over there, right? And, yes, you are. Oh. <laughs> I won't be needing this. Okay. David Yazbek, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why I'm, it, I, I was inspired to do a, a real Jewy song. I have no idea why tonight. Uh. For me. Uh, a long time ago, the maternal side of my family, my ancestors, came over from the old country and populated areas with uh, exotic Native American names like Patchogue, Syosset, 
Islip, Oakdale, Sayville, Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Amityville, Copec, Lindenhurst and Babylon, Change of Babylon, to little L-I-R-R joke. So this song is basically a, I have no memory, but I do have little flashes of, of visual memories from uh, Long Island Jew, uh, Jewish type stuff. Um, in, in the summer of Summer of Sam, of, of the serial killing, uh, and New York, yeah, <laughs> and um, it was a great time. And New Yorkers lived in terror. Uh, it was a hot summer, it was, it was miserable, people stayed inside. Uh, but they finally caught him, and his name turned out to be uh, David Berkowitz, and the whole mother's side of the family was like, that is not good for the Jews. <laughs> that was their entire takeaway. Um, at the same time, there was a commissioner of baseball named Bowie Kuhn, <laughs> yeah. and uh, his whole thing was, is it good for baseball? That's all he cared about, supposedly. Um, anyway, this is sort of a mashup of those two things. It's called Sandy Koufax. And the only thing that matters about it, really, is the chorus. Um, Richard Kahn is going to help us out when we get to the chorus. Uh, I would like you all to sing along toward the end of the song. But also watch me. There are cues. I'm going to ask you to stop at one point. I'm going to deliver a great joke. <laughs> Is it hard to sleep underneath the heap, underneath the heap that you're under? Hard to relate when you masturbate, difficult to feel the thunder. Patio gravel and the plastic grapes, novelty soaps in assorted shapes. Up in the playroom with the metric drapes, everybody can hear you screaming. Is it good for baseball? Is it good for the Jews? Good for baseball? Is it good for the Jews? Good for baseball? Is it good for the Jews? Good for baseball? Is it good for the Jews? Is it right to choose the electric fuse for your underused libido? Right to explore when the triggers soar on your Bangalore torpedo. When the dugout's empty, pitcher's dead. Who still remembers what the Fuhrer said? Was it the liver in the wedding bed of the designated Hitler? I'm going to sing it again. It's a good joke. Of the designated Hitler. Is it good for baseball? Is it good for the Jews? Good for baseball. Is it good for the Jews? Is it good for baseball? Is it good for the Jews? Good for baseball. Is it good for the Jews? That's the story of, that's the glory of 5,000 years in the major leagues. So I'm wondering and I'm pondering where else could I go? Let me go, let me go. Oh shit, I just remembered something. I wrote a song with Paul Schaefer in 1984 or something. And Paul's over there, incidentally. Do you, do you have any memory of that, Paul? I'm a few bars. It was something like, it was for the spokesmodel of the year. It was like, it was something like, thank, thank, thank you, Ed. You made my dreams come true. Because it was Ed McMahon, it was um, Star Search. Thank you, Ed. And all you had to do was reach for a star. And this time you caught one. 
If this chick, Tracy, who won that year, were pushing Edsel's, that's who would have bought one. Thank you, Ed. Anyway, back to the song. That's the moral of, that's the quarrel of 5,000 years on the LIE. So I'm waiting here, like I'm pondering where else could I go? Let me go, let me go. Hard to sleep underneath the heap, underneath the heap I'm under. Hard to relate with your head on a plate, difficult to feel the thunder. The dugout's empty and the score is tied. Who still remembers how the pitcher died? Was it the pill with the cyanide? Was it the pretzel with the cheese inside? Good for baseball, good for the Jews. Good almost for the good for the Jews. Good for baseball, is it good for the Jews? Here comes a joke for ba- and you can throw out the food. You can cancel the ban, cause the moil got a boil on the meat of his hand. For baseball, is it good for the Jews? Sing along, good for baseball, is it good for the Jews? Is it good for baseball? Is it good for the Jews? Good for baseball, is it good for the Jews? One more for baseball, is it good for the Jews? Is it good? Is it good? Good for baseball, is it good for the Jews? Now we're gonna stop. David Yazbek. Surprise guest. You're going to introduce somebody. I'm going to go work the crowd. Frank's not going to be here. Move over a little. Frank's not going to be here. Right. You're sitting on a mic. Our next guest is a comedian, actor, and yet another Tony-nominated performer who's appeared on this podcast a record six times, and somehow he still has a career. Please welcome to our, our annual Christmas guest, And our very own elf on a shelf. (laughs) And a man who's still haunted by unsubstantiated fag rumors. (laughs) The hilarious Mario Canto. Well, well, well. everybody. Well, hello. Oh, I love you. You're such a wannabe homeless person. I'm sitting on this. Uh, Was that supposed to be a... I'm offended. I'm offended. I can't joke before I even fucking sit down. He sat on a mic. Ha ha. He can take it. Fags. 
Hi, faggot, what's up? You old dead Jew, you. Hello, darling. Oh, yeah, turn it around. Yes, yes. You know where the head is, don't you? <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, hi, everybody. So, it's nice to be here at the cutting room with Richard and Mary Lou and you. You know, they could stuff you like a taxidermist and just put you there and the show would be the same. I just got back from Seattle, you know. Yeah, I know you didn't know because you have no fucking research skills. <laughs> I did. I was in Seattle. I did a musical called Bliss. I actually went out of town. You know I'm a recluse. I don't go out of town. I turn it all down. I'm like, fuck you. Have fun in Minneapolis. But I did go out of town to do this musical Bliss that was really, really great. But I got to tell you, Seattle is the worst fucking city in the country. Oh, it's awful. I'll say it publicly. Come get me, you fucking mentally ill meth head motherfuckers. They look at you when you jaywalk, and I'm like, what about the meth head over here and the mentally ill bastard behind me? I hate it there. It's a very sketchy city. It's scary. The, the homeless are aggressive. They flail at you. I'm like, no, no, no. That doesn't happen here. They're, yeah, it's coffee, donuts, and ice cream. That's all they fucking have. I hate that city. I hate it. I will never. And my husband lives there a lot of the time because he's the artistic director of the Village Theater, which is not the theater we did the show at. And I, 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 I hate that city so much. I can't bear that city. I'll never go back. Oh, isn't it awful? I just, and they're also passive aggressive. Oh, and the, the theater was unprepared. And they just fucking blew. I'm so glad to be back. I love doing the show, but I can't tell you how happy I am to be back. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm like, if David Yazbek ever wrote me a fucking musical and he was going to Minneapolis, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not going away anymore. No, David, I go anywhere for you. You know I saw Tootsie three times. You know that? Three times. Yeah, that's, well, I, no one has any taste. You know, look at what's still running sometimes. You don't fucking know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> Don't test me, David. I'll come there and break your glasses in two. Mr. Cantone. Yes. Oh, where are you? I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm like Audrey Hepburn and wait until dark. I can't see you. Oh, I'm like, the drugs are in the doll. The drugs are in the doll. Oh, I cannot. Where I'm, are you? I love that you're... Oh, I see you. you. I'm okay, doing, oh, yeah. Look, you got a red light there. Like, you're I'm sucking doing the some Phil laser dick. What, are, what is that? I'm doing the Phil Donahue thing. I'm oh, going to work oh, I see. the audience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's more interactive that All right, way. yeah. Don't interview anybody. I'm still up here, you, okay? You can interview me. You've done six Christmas shows. I, I thought it was seven, but it's six. Okay. Six of Christmas shows, All which right. are arguably our most popular shows. Yeah, arguably. And I think we outdid ourselves with the 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah, we, we really did. Yeah. We really did. Which was my lovely wife's idea. Last we year, did. I didn't even want to attempt it. But you guys were absolutely... Wonderful. Do you and Richard want to settle the uh, the Mr. Magoo dispute? You really like that. Oh, you're out of your mind. Okay, you're out of your mind. Uh, first of all, first of all, the first five minutes when he comes to the theater is the worst thing in the world. It's awful. And then all of a sudden, it's charming, and the music is great, and it's it's it's. He wrote a short novel, and it's a short telling of the thing. It's fantastic. No, okay. oh, it's fantastic. It's no little drummer boy. Tweet, and so, tweet, Mr. Tweet, Magoo's Christmas. Stop it! Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait,
Oh, that's, that's the worst song. show. That's that the worst song. My fa- no, but they're all great. A hand for each hand was planned in the world. And a hand Why for my you. Fa- oh my it's God, I terse, love Mr. Magoo. It's yeah. terse and it's, it's fun. Fabulous. And I it's don't understand who was on drugs oh to hire Mr. Magoo. Uh, that, you built where did they come with that? Then he comes to the theater and destroys the theater. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I hate it. You're really, really wrong. I love it. You're wrong. My favorite Christmas special is The Little Drama Boy by Rankin Bass. Okay, they're a great. Snore. That's the they're one. Great. No, that's, that's a the snore one. compared. It's okay. brilliant no, it's because really they kill the mother and father at the very beginning. The <laughs> desert bandits. <laughs> yeah, in the Middle East, the desert <laughs> fucking bandits kill the mother and father of the little Jewish boy, Mr. and they and they they throw a knife at at one of them, and and then they burn and they, and they're puppets. They're wood, so they go up in fucking flames. <laughs> And it's just devastating. And that little Aaron, who is so angry, and he yells at his, he has a magical drum, and he's, his eyebrows are just pointed, and he's so, he yells at, like, the camel and, and, the, and the little sheep to dance. He's like, dance, you fucking lamb. He's so pissed. He's like, I'll whip your rack out and grill it. He's just brutal. It's my favorite. And then he sees, even at the end when he sees Jesus... He's still like, I have no fucking gift to bring. He's still so angry. <laughs> it's the best one. It's my no, favorite one. No, okay. No. That's it. But I understand. It. And, and I like Rudolph, and I like, I like uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. I, I can't. Frosty's be- great. Frosty's unbearable. Well, we, no, we you know what? I can't know. He goes into the right. greenhouse with a little girl at the end, and he gets out hot, hot and he melts. We, we, both have, we both have the same anger. Oh, God. At, at, with the. At least we, I use yeah. it for good. Not in Seattle where they use it on people on the street. Yeah, with with the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. Oh, well, you know, well, I've been saying this for fucking 20 years, and I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. It's a gay story because because he's born, you know this bit. I mean, I'm actually going to do it again, but, but all right. So he's born with the little red nose, right? And the mother is sympathetic. The mother's like, oh, my son. And the father's like, huh, no son of mine's going to have a red nose. You're going to wear this piece of shit on it, and you're going to like it. And he's like, I don't want to wear it. You're going to wear this piece of shit, and you're gonna, no son of mine's going to have a What he's really saying is no son of mine's going to be a little faggot. That's what he's really saying. And then he goes to those reindeer games with Comet, that fucking gym teacher with the baseball cap. I fucking hate him. He's like, right, right, right. We're going to play reindeer game. Right, 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 right. Come on, Rudolph. Let's see what you got. Right, right. And then he flies. He's better than everybody. And then someone's hoof hits his nose. The shit comes off. And he's all glowy. And they all panic. And they're like, whoa. Like he got a hard on in the shower in gym class. It's all there. It's all there. And then Santa is like, oh, 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 too bad. He, he had a good takeoff, too. Really? He still doesn't have a good takeoff? Because he sucks same-sex reindeer dick? I don't get it. And then he meets, then he meets Hermie, the dentist, who's like, I don't want to be an elf. I want to be a dentist. And they go off together. We're a couple of myths, like two, two fags skipping through the snow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> then they go to the Island of Misfit Toys, and... There's like the little girl with the I don't know what's wrong with her. She doesn't have a vagina. I have no idea what's wrong with the little doll. And then and then they see that Jack in the Box. They're like it's a change. He's like no, I'm not a Jack in the Box. I'm a Charlie in the Box. Rudolph, let go of my key. You're cracking it too tight. Ooh. If you want to stay on the island of Misfit Toys, you have to talk to King Moonraiser. There he is right now. It's King. It's, it's the island of. It's, it's a gay bar. It's a big fucking gay bar. 
It's the Fire Island of Misfit Toys. It's true. I've been saying this for 20 years, and the New York Times just did an article on it. I'm like, you're a little fucking late, you stupid asses. And then at the end, you know, Santa he was brutal to him, and then it's like, it's foggy, and he's like, oh, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my... Fuck you, Santa. I'd be like, you humiliated me my whole life. Crash and burn, you fat fuck! All right, that's enough. <laughs> I've been doing that bit for 20 years. I can't believe it still gets a reaction. But it's, it, it gets more and more relevant because of, of what's happening today. <laughs> what's happening today with you, all the kids. You, I hate you the get, children. You get what? angrier each time you tell it. I do, and I do. I just... <laughs> Oh, what am I today? What do you think of... What did you think of uh, Renee Zellweger winning the Oscar I'll tell you for playing Judy Garland? I'll tell you. I have a mixed bag with it, but I, I think... I thought her acting was quite good. I really did. I thought she was very... Her acting, her close-ups were great. The movie's not good. But she's very... Well, first of all, she comes on stage. They don't even know if she's drunk or she can't sing. And they start throwing, like, scones and crumpets at her because they're in London. But they're throwing food at her. And it's like, wait, she hasn't even opened her mouth yet. Do you remember that scene? When she's drunk, but they don't know? It's very weird. But I have to say this. She doesn't sound like her when she sings. She doesn't move like her when she sings. So that was a problem for me. But good for her for making the effort to want her sing her own shit, because she def definitely had some mo emotional moments while she was singing, I thought, even though it wasn't anything like her. Because they give an Oscar to someone who lip sync half his fucking performance in Bohemian Rhapsody, and I don't understand that. I'm sorry, didn't <laughs> like it, didn't think it was good, and you don't, how do you give someone an Oscar for lip syncing half your fucking performance? Look at, look at Sissy Spacek and Beverly D'Angelo and Cole Miner's daughter. That's, that's, that's when you, and that's when you, I want to see someone really do their shit. I mean, and I get no one sounds like Judy Garland except for me, but that's not the point. <laughs> Thank you. Here's a, before you do it, before yeah. you make the crowd happy, yeah. here's a quick question for what? all three of you about Gilbert. Oh, God. Okay. Three actors on the stage, and this has come up on, on a couple of podcasts recently. Do you think, in your opinion, we'll start with Richard and move down the couch, do you believe that Gilbert could play, convincingly play, a serious dramatic role? Rich? Yes. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I suppose so, because I've, in hearing him do imitations, he is absolutely in the moment and can mimic what that emotion is. I don't think he feels a thing. <laughs> but I believe that with uh, that that he is such a good mimic that he can mimic. Uh, honestly, he could mimic the intention and the whatever the emotion is. Uh, yeah, and you know when you see that the. I, I think it's great that it's 300 episodes and it sort of makes me cry but this whole the, the whole podcast made me cry because when they had on I think it was uh, Eddie Munster who, who's the kid who plays Eddie Butch, Munster? Patrick. Butch Patrick and I go and that's around maybe a couple of episodes before so why would you do that to somebody who can't help it he was a kid 
He can't help being Eddie Munster. This is what he did, and now that's all he knows about. Why are you going to pick on him, and you don't? You treat him with such glory. And that's what's amazing about the podcast. It's, it's, I mean, you give verbal blowjobs to every one of these actors. True. And I believe that that is inherent in Gilbert Gottfried. So, yes, I do believe there is emotion. Yeah. Wonderful answer. Ms. Henner. Thank you. Okay, okay. Uh, I, now that I've met his family, his beautiful family and wife and the kids and stuff, okay, first of all, it's, I don't even think he's have to mimic. I 100% know he could be a fantastic, dramatic actor, and I hope you get the opportunity. No question about it. Yeah. And not just mimicking somebody, which is fake. Yeah. Okay, Mayor. And I didn't get my verbal blowjob, but that's okay. <laughs> Mario, same question. What was the question again? You're going to make me do this again. Yeah. Could, what, 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 what could Gilbert, were he so inclined, be able to pull off a dramatic part, a dramatic role? Um, no. The fact that he works more as an actor than me is unbearable to me. I lose sleep over it. Um, no, I do think he can, because I've seen him walking on the streets like... A wannabe homeless person, and I see him in his downtime. So when you see him in his downtime, you see that all that bubble flatten out and settle like a bad bottle of champagne, and you 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 see his seriousness. Oh yeah, he. he I don't know if you would want to do it, or if you would actually uh, go like go there and dig deep. If you'd want to do that, I sound like Stella Adler. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but I absolutely think you could do it. Yeah, I do. I do. We're, 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 we're sad clowns. <laughs> I don't believe he could do a play. A, and why is that? He, he would go off book constantly and be late for it. He'd be uh, tired of it by the third rehearsal. <laughs> How I think Larry David ba- wanted to bail. Well, because it's although like, you've been doing the same act for forty-five <laughs> years, so who knows? It's exhausting. I just did this musical, and I haven't done a run in a long time. I'm telling you, I'm old. It's fucking exhausting. And is even even when something's really great, you get you get bored. It's like Groundhog's Day. It's like I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. Yeah, well, get get it, getting there, you go, oh my god, I can't believe it. But when I'm on stage, I don't feel that. Yeah, I well, no, when I'm on stage, I don't feel either. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's I different either. every night. The it, audience is so different every yeah, night. Oh, I don't think But I, as a comedian, it's fun to act. I torture no, it's myself. No, it's, it's, it's fun to be well, the Well, but I'm saying it's a different show every night because the audience is so different. Yeah, but you have that if thing If you want to you... see a good show, go on Thursday because everybody has rested up a little bit or Tuesday because they've had the rest over That's the weekend. That's true. Sometimes the Tuesday's tricky, though. I yeah. think the Tuesday is going to be good, and then sometimes it depends it doesn't. on if people have been it's, it's like going to the gym. You go, oh my god, oh my god, I gotta go, I gotta go, I've gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. You guys, and then you get there, and it's and you fantastic. Go, yes. But you do, do you torture yourself? After. You do the same thing I do, don't you? When, you? when you lose the laugh on something after so many times, and you're like, what the fuck? How did I lose that oh, laugh? Or, oh yeah. And you torture yourself. I'm telling you, you torture as a comedian. You torture yourself. Oh, with, with the, I, I, I always say uh, the ride home is the worst thing in the world uh, because you relive what you've just done for two hours. Uh, you go, yeah. why did I do yeah. that? Yeah. Oh my God, why wasn't I concentrating? Why did I smile during that? Uh. Mr. Cantone. Yeah. Richard mentions Gilbert's art of mimicry. This is a segue. Oh, okay. Should I get that, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Should I? Yeah. All right. 
right. Paul will help you. I hope I remember this because I, I, take my gay card away. This one? Do you, oh, okay. Do you want Gilbert to help you with the setup? No. Well, yes. I'll, 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 I'll try to... I'll tr Hello? I'll, tr I'll, I'll, tr I'll try to cue him, you know. I, I, I'd like to... Hi, everybody. I'm Mrs. Norman Maine. Do your James Mason for me. Congratulations, my dear. I, I seem to have made it just in time. There's no need to be formal. I, I know most of you gentlemen on a first name basis. I need a job. Yes, that's it. That's my speech. I need a job. It's not just drama. I could do comedy as well. Well, play something, someone. Uh, uh, Norman, Norman, uh, Norman. Uh, come on, Norman. Everybody, uh, look the other way. I'd like to I'd like to sing a song for Gilbert because it's something that I think I I would sing at his funeral and since he won't be there I'd like to sing. I hope I remember the words I have a look I have an iPhone Liza gave it to me because uh, she doesn't know how to work it um, but I think I'll uh, you can cue me if in case I fuck up all right the night is bitter, the stars have lost their glitter, the wind grows colder, and suddenly you're older, and all because of the man that got away. and undone you that great beginning has seen a final inning don't know what happened it's all a crazy game no more that old time thrill for you've been through the mill Good riddance, goodbye. Every trick of his, you're on to. But fools will be fools. And where's he gone? To the road gets rougher, it's lonelier and tougher. Hope you'll burn up Tomorrow he might turn up There's just no light up The live long night And day Have a 
tonight I would have done it in another key but I had to lower it <clears throat> Eliza gave me the coronavirus <laughs> she drank so many of them she just got a virus corona I said have a lime Liza it'll take care of everything Mr. Cantone yeah I'm back I, I, I channel I have to stay in it for a second but go you ahead I'm out calls. I'm out Speak I got a call speaking of How Christmas did I really get two calls Oh, God. Being what? I said, speaking of Christmas. Oh, yeah, we got to do it, right? Gilbert, I have bad news for Gilbert. He has to stand up. All right, come on. We got to do this. I, what? We are reprising a greatest hit from one of the Christmas shows. How is shows. he going to follow this without it highlighted? Uh, oh, God, we're in <laughs> fucking trouble. Gil, you're doing the second part on the page. You know that, right? He's got it. He's a pro. Oh, thank you. Isn't he adorable, this one? All right. He is. He's on The View. He, he's the stage manager of The View, so I know him very well. Paul Tarasio, uh, where are you? Uh, he's so cute. Our stage adorable. manager, Paul Tarasio. Yeah, I, uh, what, yeah. All right. All right. Shit. Okay. Oh, Christ. All right. All right, so this is... Uh, you're doing Tony Curtis, right? Yeah, I'm Tony uh, Curtis. And I'm Betty Davis after the stroke. So... <clears throat> We're going to pretend that it's still Christmas time, everybody. And this is, uh, this was one of our greatest hits, wasn't it? Yeah. Sure. It's a, unfortunately, you made all the money off it, and I made nothing. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Oh, yes. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been... Been hoping that so Oh, you've already dropped your first line. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, watch your heart. My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roll. So really, I better scurry. Beautiful, well, please don't hurry. Well, maybe just a little drink more. Put some wreckage on my neighbors might think. No cares in this drink I'll take your hat I wish I knew how to break the spell I ought to say no no mind no, I'm moving closer at least I'm going to say that I tried what's the shame I in really hurting my pride baby it's cold outside so far so bad i simply must go but baby it's cold outside the answer is no but baby it's cold outside you're welcome here 
shows that you dropped in and walk. Look out the window at the storm. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look My delicious. My man's aunt is a jaw. Oh, yes. Waves upon top of the shore. My man's is vicious. Gosh, your well, lips are delicious. Well, maybe just a cigarette more. Never a blizzard before. I've got to get home. But baby, you'll freeze Send out there. Send me a cold. It's up to your knees you out there. You've really been grand. <laughs> I think don't you when see? you touch my hand. Oh, yes, don't you see? You see, there's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my life At least there tomorrow. will be plenty implied. If you got the pneumonia, really one, two, three. Baby, it's, it's cold, cold outside. I love your portrayal of a homosexual in Spartacus. We made it. Uh. Mario Canto. Oh, my, 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 my. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. We're going to take a, uh, we're going to do something a little different here. We have some people here who uh, have been on the podcast before. You may know this lady right here who was laughing very hard at the last segment. Susie Essman from Curb Your Enthusiasm. In the house. Susie, stand up, take a bow. I want to say, I'm a little drunk, but I want to say I was on another podcast, not one that's of any uh, interest or whatever, and they asked me who I thought was the funniest comedians working, and I actually said, no shit, you two gentlemen right here, Gilbert and Mario, who make me laugh more than anybody in the entire fucking world. Well, that's the truth about you for me. I always say you. Always. I don't say him, but I say you. Yes, Gil. Now, Susie, can you tell a story about how we were both working on two separate HBO specials? Oh, yeah. I, we were, Gilbert and I did, uh, in 1992, I think, we both did one-night stands, and we were on the same night, and I fell, we were at the Doral Hotel, which now is famous for asshole-in-chief, uh, whatever, we won't mention his name. But uh, we, I fell, uh, I was doing something and I fell and I scraped my knee and my boyfriend at the time, not my husband who I'm with right now, but my boyfriend at the time swore that I had rug burns from fucking Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> and would not believe me for anything, would not, I, like I swore up and down that it, I had not had sex with Gilbert but he, he swore that my knee burns were from being on my knees giving Gilbert a blowjob. <laughs> Susie Essman. <laughs> we got a couple of other people here, podcast guests. 
original Saturday Night Live writer, the creator of characters like Roseanne Rosanna, co-curator of Roseanne Rosanna Dana and Emily Latella, and the co-creator of the wonderful It's Gary Shandling show, and a writer for Curb Your Enthusiasm, and a million other things. How many times have you been on with us? Three times? Two times? Two. two times. Well, number three's coming up. The great Alan Zweibel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Not unlike Susie, I was on another podcast and I was asked who I thought were the two funniest storytellers. And I told them Richard Kind and Mary Lou Henna. So we can put that together. This is one great show and what I can't get over all the time that I'm with you, Gilbert, is Dara. I can't... I can't believe it's been five years and there was a, uh, for your 60th birthday, there was a dinner party and we went around the table and we gave, um, you know, a toast to you. And I think it was Paul Schaefer who said that Dara is the best thing that ever happened to you. And I corrected him. I said, no, no, no. Dara is the only thing that's ever happened to you. I'm thrilled to be here. So is my wife, Robin. Happy birthday, happy birthday, and congratulations. Let's see who else we have here. Another pretty accomplished comedy writer of Seinfeld and Will and Grace and Cheers, the legendary Tom Leopold. A few, a few words, my friend. I refuse to cry. I refuse to cry. Oh, uh, you know, where are you, Frankie? You know, I gave up my TED Talk to be here tonight. <laughs> Which is fortunate because I hadn't really worked it out. You know, I hadn't really figured out what I was going to say at the TED Talk. What is your question, Frank? <laughs> I didn't, you're, 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 I don't have a <laughs> Gilbert, you know, uh, a lot of people say there's no place to be bad anymore. And I think that you, you have... You've established a place, and I, God bless you. God bless you. And I love you. And I love Dara. Okay. Thanks, buddy. I love this table. Here's a man who's been on the podcast three times. Very wonderful, a terrific guest. I think you know him as Jackie the Joke Man Martley. First of all, <clears throat> thank you very much for the two-hour lesson in why I'm not as fucking famous as the rest of you. You're all incredible. I, in the very millions of years ago, I never got any acting. I never got shit. But me and Gilbert got stuck in some horrible show that was on some channel that was around for 15 minutes, and we're in Las Vegas. And it, I don't know whether it's the spring or the fall, but Las Vegas is a beautiful place during the day but then it drops 20 or 30 degrees and we're doing this horrible show and it's dinner time so we're in the trailer and I'm getting the full Gilbert I got an hour of Gilbert doing Ed Sullivan cursing at Jackie Mason for giving the thing I thought I was gonna piss myself and we're exchanging jokes and it's so great and finally they say it's dinner time now we're the stars of this show so they're making steaks on the barbecue outside, but it's like 
fucking 30 degrees out there, and the entire cast and crew are in line, freezing their balls off, waiting to eat, and we go out and go to the front of the line. And of course, everybody's pissed off, and the guys are making steaks. And they hand me a steak, and they hand Gilbert another steak, and fucking Gilbert goes, can I have another one? <laughs> I dropped my plate and got the fuck out of there, man. I love you, Gilbert. I love you. We, we also have to... Uh, Gilbert, do you, do you remember the first podcast, well, really the only podcast where a guest ever fed us, invited us into, our, oh, into yes. their home? Who would that be? What, there, there was lemonade, yes. iced tea, yes. fruit, uh, cheese, and crackers. Yes. Out of 300 shows, only one guest ever invited us in and fed us, and that is the legendary Barbara Feldon. 99 in the house. I... I... I had to feed you because I'm not funny. And I, when you asked me to do the show, I thought, I feel very honored, but I was bemused that you would want to interview me. And I was very nervous when the two of you be came in, and then, of course, Dara came in with her, like, angelic kind of persona. And uh, the afternoon, I remember it so sweetly because um, you were so dear and you are so dear. And Dara is such a love. And Frank was wonderful. And I thank you for the opportunity. And um, I didn't need to be funny at all. <laughs> thank you, Barbara. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, Dara. Thank you for being here. And, now, and I say Barbara is still totally hot. She is. <laughs> All right, we're going to make Barbara, because it's your birthday, we're going to make Barbara give you one, right? You know what to say. You know he likes the... Uh... Oh, Max. What better way and, to cut the sentiment, Gilbert? And, and you could do much fucking better than Buddy. Yeah, I <laughs> Buddy Mantilla. Favorite, favorite comedian, Buddy Mantilla. What better way to cut the sentiment, Gilbert, than with the Roastmaster General himself? The one, the only, Jeffrey Ross. Oh, come on. Terrific. What a party. Where else might I 69 with 99? No expense spared. You got the old couch from Harvey Weinstein's office. I'm really enjoying this reenactment of last night's Democratic debate. I flew in special for this, so the joke is on me. I couldn't miss this. 
for so many reasons. Uh, Dara and Gilbert are very, very dear friends of mine. The fact that they're together is a fucking miracle. And I do enjoy celebrating it all the time. The fact that Gilbert has children. Despite some of the things he's said and done. Years ago, we, we, you know, to talk about the dramatic actor thing for a second, I, I did a dramatic part with Gilbert on CSI. Do you remember this, Gilbert? Oh, yeah. By the way, Gilbert will never get another part because he's been recently me tooed by Dolores Del Rio. So. But we were on CSI, and we had hours to kill in the valley. It was very hot. And the B story, you know, uh, I was, we, we were doing, uh, pl- playing dramatic roles as comedians in a dramatic role where I was poisoned by my opening act, and Gilbert was that opening act. And it was very serious. Um, but the B story involved children. So there were other trailers nearby with children, they weren't in our scenes and we weren't in their scenes. <laughs> but we were a solid... And, and they spent most of the day with tutors and their parents would float around. We didn't get too involved in what was going on with that part of the show. But just with an earshot, he would test to see who could hear him. While he was talking to me, Gilbert would, apropos to nothing, just say, Big Black Cock. <laughs> Just to see the reaction, to see if any of the tutors or parents would just turn around. And they're 50, 60 feet away. But I'd say, Gilbert, how did your scene go? It was great, but there was not enough big black cock. And now you have children. When Gilbert first had kids, he's the first celebrity. People magazine offered him a million dollars never to take pictures. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) somehow, somehow you created this amazing life and you give us, your friends, your fans, so much joy. A podcast... A live show, whatever it is, Gilbert. When I go on your show and you come on my show, I always know it's going to be a home run, and uh, I couldn't miss this. So, Dara, happy 50th. Gilbert, whatever the fuck you are. Frank, you're annoying. Before we wrap up the show and we have a big finish, we want to introduce another showbiz legend who was kind enough to come down here and watch the show and support us. A living legend, Mr. Ben Vereen. Ladies and gentlemen, right here. Right here. Ben fucking Vereen. Las Vegas. Did you know that? Chicago with Mary Lou? Yes. Yeah, we, we did we did Chicago we together. We did Chicago together in 99. And yeah. you were July fabulous, 6th, girlfriend. 1999. It was a Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you, baby. Future podcast guest, Ben, ben Vereen. Ben, ben. 
Yes. Yeah. You have to do it. Ben, I need Ben Vereen to know, my first Broadway show, I was 12 years old, was Pippin. Yeah. And I saw you, and I'll Thank never you. forget it. It was, it changed my life. Unbelievable. It changed my life. Thank you. And you were so magnificent. When those fucking hands came up, I yeah, was like, what was the it. fuck is that? My head popped off. <laughs> so I think you're brilliant. And I love yeah. you and all that jazz. You're phenomenal in that. You're just magnificent. Thank you. That's all I had to tell you. Wow. <laughs> I, I feel like Jerry at the I telethon. Another legendary pop culture figure, Mason Reese, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys, over here. I'm, I'm the little guy that you can't see. Gil Gilbert likes to hang out with me because he's taller than I am. So that makes him very happy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, buddy. Really Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. What a night. If only, Gilbert, if only there were a man in the house, a showman, a, 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 a performer dynamic enough to possibly close and cap such an evening. I can't imagine anyone being able to do that. Can you think of anybody? Mm, I, it would have to be someone who truly loved showbiz. Hmm. And, and, and loves the spotlight. Somebody who loves show business. Would he, would he be a renaissance man, Gilbert? A total renaissance man. Uh, he's, he's a gentleman and a gentle man. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul, Paul Schaefer! Thank you. First of all, I want to thank Frank and Gilbert for giving me this spot in the show because, my God, no, seriously, to follow all these people is a, is a thrill and a privilege. Uh, but Frank said, go right to the piano because the couch will be filled by the time you get on. So he said, go and be like you're playing for Bette Midler at the... Continental bass playing for Fagalas and you got to sit there at the piano with a towel over your cock and I'm happy to do that. I only wrote one song, so I'm going to get on and off fast. I wrote this with the late, great Paul Chibara. Thank you. Uh, it's not my wife's favorite song. Uh, she said, Can't, don't you want to be known for anything else? Why just that one song? I said, you know, does Frankie Valley get tired of doing Sherry? No. Does it every single time. So with that in mind. Our humidity is rising. Robert is getting low. According to all sources, straight's the place to go. Cause tonight for the first time, just about a half past ten, 
the first time in history It's gonna start raining men It's raining men Hallelujah, it's raining men Amen Well, I'm gonna go out Gonna let myself get Absolutely soaking wet It's raining men Hallelujah, it's raining men Specimen, well, tall, blonde, dark, and lean, rough and tough, and strong and mean. God bless Mother Nature, she's a single woman, too. She took all the heavens and she did what she had to do. Well, she fought every angel. Rearrange the sky so that each and every woman find the perfect guy. It's raining, man. Hallelujah, it's raining, man. Amen. It's raining, man. Hallelujah, it's raining, man. God, it's raining, man. Yeah! Thank you all. And to Gilbert Gottfried. Thanks, Santa Padre. Thanks, everybody. We gotta go to bed. Good night. Thank you, guys. We cannot follow the great Paul Schaefer. We're going to thank the cutting room, Steve and Susan and Gerard. We want to thank, again, Sirius, our engineers tonight for the podcast, Scott, Dave, and Nick. Paul Tarasio, where are you, Paul? Paul Tarasio, our stage manager. Joe and Seth, how about for the Gilbert Godfrey Trio? Julian, Joe McGinty, and Seth Saltzman. We want to thank Alan Zweibel, Mason Reese, Ben Vereen, Tom Leopold, Jackie the Joke Man, Jeffrey Ross, Susie Essman, who have I forgot? And these wonderful people. 
Mario Cantu. Richard Kine. Richard, where are you? Come on out, Richard Kind. Mary Lou Henner. David Yazbek. And the great Paul Schaefer. Thank you all for coming. We love you. Thank you.